Welcome back to another exciting episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore, the podcast dedicated to all the monsters and mythology and ghosts and goblins Sam and Dean fought on the show for 15 years, Supernatural. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host. And tonight we're talking about Fallen Idols from Season 5. We're gotten into Season 5 now. We did a little bit with the Lucifer episode. But that really encompassed all and any all Lucifer kind of appearances, um, so we're not going to go back to him on multiple occasions. But uh, this is a fun Great episode um, that has Paris Hilton in it, and Mel Heflin has the plot synopsis for this wacky episode. So, this episode is Fallen Idols, Season 5, Episode 5. Dean and Sam travel to a town where people are being killed by dead icons like Abraham Lincoln. Two teenagers claim their friend was kidnapped by Paris Hilton. So, right in the beginning, Mel's going to have some information the little bit of information we could find on the creature in the episode, because there is an actual creature in this episode. But there's a lot of stuff in this episode to kind of go over for for context. Um, James Dean's car, Little Bastard, was the car James Dean was driving at the time that he was um, killed uh, in a car accident. And I don't know if what Dean says about the car disappearing to be true. The best depiction of Little Bastard was probably in that James Dean movie starring... um, uh, James Franco. I didn't see it. Yeah, he... That was kind of the film that um, really put him on the map as an actor. And a lot of people said that he looked just like... You know, just like him. Um, It's a a silver convertible Porsche 550. Uh, It was owned by James Dean. Um, A fan of James Dean named Cal obtains what he believes is the real bastard and shows it to his friend Jim is what happens in the episode. Um, The original car... um, in 1955, September 30th, 1955, is what got uh, Dean killed, and um, James Dean, not Dean Winchester. Some of the facts oh. that Dean says is to be true, but uh, not um, all of them. Of course, you look up the curse of Little Bastard on the internet, and what you're going to come up with is a lot about this episode from Supernatural, by the way. Despite a million-dollar reward for information being offered in 2005, Little Bastard's whereabouts are still unknown to this day. Really? The Ferris himself held on. There is no sign of the car for the last 60 years. The end of the little bastard's haunting story may never be revealed. So you think it's sitting in some collector's garage somewhere? Or do you think it's sitting in a landfill? I, I think it's under a lake or something. I think somebody must have found it, stole it, or I don't know. Apparently it's bad news. Yeah. And of course the car that they find out is... The last owner died of natural causes, <laughs> so it's not yeah. James Dean's car. Um, uh, then, then the next uh, idol we 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 see uh, kill somebody, so it goes from a car to a person. Of course, I love Dean calls the car Christine, or yeah. Sam calls is this like Christine? And Christine is the uh, the killer car from uh, the Stephen King novel turned into a movie by John Carpenter. Yeah. Um, the next one, of course, is. 
probably one of the most respected presidents of the United States in the history of presidents, um, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I just think it's um, it's hilarious when she says uh, he had a sombrero, sombrero muy alto. <laughs> it's like he's wearing a sombrero. <laughs> he's like, oh, when they were- like, a, like a top hat, like, <laughs> like Abe Lincoln. And then she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Abe Lincoln did it. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, Abe Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States and was the president during the Civil War and famous, pro- probably most famous for um, uh, putting an end to slavery in the United States. Yes. Which a lot of people, cancel culture idiots these days, feel as though that's not okay anymore and. Like, our depictions of Lincoln freeing slaves is not okay. And I'm like, what? He put an end to one of the worst black eyes of this country's history next to torture of prisoners. I, I think it's a, a little more gray area gray area than that. I, I, don't, I don't know personally since I wasn't around and I didn't know Abe Lincoln personally. But I feel like um, <laughs> it might be a situation of was freeing the slaves a matter of convenience for you know the for the war right and freeing the slaves just caused a lot of problems later on it's kind of like us going into a country and then liberating the country from a uh, you know a megalomaniacal maniac dictator and then what do we do next you know what i mean we hang around for 20 years and then immediately leave yeah um I'm kind of curious, you know, and the question's always been asked, what if Lincoln had lived? How I different would the world had been, have been? Wow, I don't think I ever thought about it. There's books written about, like, how the structure of everything would have changed, you know? At some point, things probably would have lined up with themselves, but definitely the succession of presidents would have drastically changed. Yeah, um, Abe Lincoln's probably best known for fighting vampires as well. Definitely. He yes. was a fantastic vampire slayer. Yes. Definitely read the book. Skip the movie. Uh, absolutely read the book. The book reads like textbook, people. It, it reads like, oh, Abe Lincoln did a thing, and then he fought vampires. Abe Lincoln did a thing in history, <laughs> and then he fought vampires. Abe Lincoln went over here in history and did a thing, but there were also vampires. The book <laughs> depicts... The book is written like textbook where... The facts are true, what Lincoln did, but then at night he fought vampires. <laughs> Why did he go around the country? Why did he go around the country prior to becoming, you know, trying to become president? To fight vampires. <laughs> of course. Being a lawyer was just a cover to fight vampires. In the end, Lincoln becomes a vampire, too, by the way. Poor Lincoln. Yeah. Um, famous ghosts. Um, that's who. what Sam says. Famous ghosts? Shocked we'd never run into them before, and they never do. Never once do they run into any famous people ghosts. They run into Bloody Mary and the Hook Man, yes. But in what 15 years, in 15 years, did they ever run into a famous ghost that, like, Abraham Lincoln? Uh, they did in the book. Oh, gosh, which book was it? A book no. that was yeah. never referenced on the show. Yeah. It's not in continuity also, unless they unless they don't forget, side material is not in continuity unless it's actually referenced in the main media. 
Disney is making a big point about this. When it's referenced in a Marvel comic or a book or a video game, it seems to show up on something Disney-related. What about H.H. H. Holmes? In season two, no exit. Oh, right, yeah. But was that always a famous ghost? They never ran into... Um, uh, I mean, in the 14th or 15th season, right, a lot of them came back from hell, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Lindsay Borden and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But famous ghosts were not a big thing on the menu for the show at the time. True. Gandhi? What do we know about Gandhi? Was Gandhi the one that would test his chastity by being in bed with a bunch of young girls? Was that Gandhi? Are you, are you serious? Uh, let me Let me make sure, but I think so. You do know who Gandhi was, right? He yeah. was probably one of the most peaceful people on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, apparently he would force young girls to sleep in bed with him to chest- test his chastity. That's kind of weird. He did have children, though, which is strange. I thought Gandhi was like... I didn't know Gandhi had kids, honestly. I, I just always thought he was just this like peaceful um, man who abhorred violence. He was a Hindu, right? Yeah. Um, born in 1869, died in 1948. Honestly, I always thought he'd lived much later in life, but I was wrong. Um, oh, and I've just found an article saying that what I just said isn't true. It's just a rumor. What is? How he would force young girls to sleep in the same bed with him to test his celibacy. Whenever um, I think of Gandhi um, in any media, I'm always reminded of this clip right here. Hold on a second. Next week on U62. He's back. And this time, he's mad. Gandhi 2. No more Mr. Passive Resistance. He's out to kick some butt. This is one bad mother you don't want to mess with. Don't move, body. He's a one-man wrecking crew. But he also knows how to party. Give me a stick. Medium rare. There is only one law. His law. Gandhi 2. And that clip is from the Weird Al Yankovic movie UHF. Which so, is how, honestly, I think that is how I was introduced to who Gandhi was. Because I saw that clip, I saw that little piece of the movie when I was a kid, and I was just like, who is Gandhi? <laughs> when you think of him, you think of him as a peaceful protester against um, trying to win India's independence from British rule and civil rights and yada yada. I have never seen a picture of young Gandhi until today, and he was a handsome young man. Sure. I guess so. Not into dude, so I can't comment. <laughs> Just, Fair enough. I don't know if it goes for me. Um, I do love the fact that Dean's like pretty disrespectful, and Sam's like, "Hey, Gandhi was a great man. <laughs> was he really a fruit? <laughs> was he really a fruitarian?" 
because oh, Dean man. points out that Sam points out it felt like he was trying to take a bite out of me, and that's really weird because he was like a fruitarian. He only ate fruit. Uh, it looks like he was a fruitarian for five years. Okay, so that wasn't a constant thing. They just pulled that out for a line for, for um, Jerry to say. Yeah, he had to go back to veganism due to pleurisy, which is like, um, I'm not sure if it's an infection in the chest, but I know it's pain in the chest. So there's, um, there's something that happens in the show that completely throws me off. So if the creature is a leshy, have you noticed that in the show they, you know, do the, the whole you can see your breath thing, like when there's ghosts around? Yeah. Why are they breathing out like it's a ghost if it's actually a creature imitating these things? I, that I did not understand. Um, I, I thought that was a big flub, and I, I'm pretty sure there is a uh, there's a couple of websites, supernatural fan sites, uh, websites and Wikipedia's and stuff like that that also point that out. How that just doesn't make a lot of sense considering that it's not a ghost at all. I didn't see any referencing that. I saw a couple of other things that was mentioned, like how. The car, Little Bastard, is referenced as Christine. I think that was just like a, a joke instead yeah. of a flub. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, that was this, definitely a joke because it was a killer car. Right. They were calling it a flub. Um, this is the first episode since Cassiel's debut that didn't feature him. That was I also that was strange. Like, yeah, he's not in this one. He was just in the last two, especially the one about Cro- you know, Ro- uh, the, the, the Crotoan virus, you know, the apocalypse of it all, and Sam has become the vessel for Lucifer and Sam... And, and, Castiel's like some kind of like love guru now, but the Leshy, uh, what do we got information about that? Um, that becomes Paris Hilton, who's best known for being Paris Hilton. Honestly, Paris Hilton is best known for being Paris Hilton. <laughs> She's um, a uh, heiress to a massive fortune, um, even though her grandfather said he's going to donate the entire thing to charity with the exception of 4% to be divided amongst his family. Yikes. <laughs> but she is rich enough on her own. She has countless lines of clothes, perfume, you know, all of the movie roles she's ever been in. I never heard of her going broke, let's just say. Getting in trouble and doing stupid crap like, you know, in, in media. Yeah, but at the same time, she was also trying to break away from a lifestyle that she was really forced into. And in recent years, she has come out talking about, like, the horrible private schools that she had to go to and she absolutely hated. And a lot of people's opinion about her has turned around a lot because she's never been depicted as being like an asshole. You know, she's not a horrible abuser. She's a, an abuse victim in, in, in some way um, from, you know, going to these boarding schools, but I've never heard anyone just out and out just hate her because of her being disgustingly horrible. Like, you know, um, anyone who's hashtag me too canceled right now. So uh, a lot of it's just like, they don't like the fact that she's rich and powerful. They don't like the fact that she kind of flaunts it around, which she has, um, you know, the party animal or party animal, party girl stuff, you know, but not everyone likes that. And I have to agree that I was one of those people back in the, in the two thousands that was like, Oh, the simple life of Paris Hilton. I was just, what is this? Like, you know, when they're like, Oh, we're going to go to Walmart and like her or, you know, uh, little rich, you know, Richie. yeah, little Richie's ki- daughter is like, what? What's Walmart? Is that a place you buy walls? I'm like, you cannot possibly make me believe she is that stupid. You never I heard of Walmart? Really Her product line is in Walmart. I know um, she has handlers so for contracts, actually... but still, I just that show was a terrible depiction of her. And in interviews, I've seen her in interviews. She comes across very intelligent. 
She does. She was actually honored by um, honored from Harvard as Woman of the Year at one point. <clears throat> like she's apparently very intelligent, and I I kind of feel like the depiction of her where she would act dumb is uh, an act stereotypical and a little sad. Yeah. I but, think they I, I think they said you got to act this wrong. way. You got to you this is what people want to see. People want to see you being a dumb blonde. People want to see you being stupid and acting silly and not understanding what modern regular people have to deal with because you're so rich and powerful and you have everyone waiting on you hand and foot, which she does, by the way. Um <laughs> Hilton Hotels, I mean, yeah. She is rich, you know, and sometimes the rich are clueless to how the rest of the world works, but I think a lot of that in the reality show was really played up. And it really hurt her career. Now, in the last several years, have you ever heard of Paris Hilton? Until recently, she was on The Tonight Show, by the way. She was just on The Tonight Show. She was on The Tonight Show, hosted by Chelsea, uh, by the way. Chelsea Handler took over for The Tonight Show for a uh, a few nights. And she had Paris Hilton on. That was just recent, too. 2022. I didn't hear anything about Paris Hilton for years, except for recently she went to Britney Spears' wedding. Britney Spears just got married? Yeah. Uh, anyway, somebody else I don't care about and don't really want to get into. I'm a, you want to know about Britney Spears? Go look up her entire life story right now. That's you know constantly in the media. Um, I kind of live in my own world and deal with my own problems. Uh, dealing with cele- you know talking about celebrities issues, or whatever like tabloid trash seems to do, is ridiculous. We bring it up because we have to, we're doing this podcast and it's you know kind of there. But uh, we'll be honoring Paris Hilton in our own way when we do a giant House of Wax review. Because I do like House of Wax. I like her in it. She's not played like an idiot in that movie. But that movie made money because you could go see Paris Hilton getting killed. Have you seen Reaper the Genetic Opera? <coughs> yes, I have. She has her face ripped off in that, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you have three things you can see Paris Hilton in if you do not like her. She gets stabbed through the, through the head. And she's pregnant, by the way. Uh, not in real life. She gets decapitated by Dean Winchester, and she has her face fall off in Repo the Genetic Opera. But yeah. on to the creature at hand, the Leshy. On to the creature at hand. The Leshy is a totalitarian... I can't pronounce that word. Deity of the forest in pagan Slavic mythology. As the spirit that rules over the forest and hunting, he may be related to the Slavic god Horowit. If anyone wants to harm the forest, the Leshy will make sure that you get lost. I mean, this sounds like a completely different depiction than what it is in the show. Its appearance, the Leshy is, when the Leshy is spotted, he can easily be recognized because he has the appearance of a man. His eyebrows, eyelashes, and right ear are missing. His head is somewhat pointed, and he lacks a hat and felt. Wait a now, minute. Are you saying the Leshy is a dude and this is being played by a woman? <gasps> oh no! The internet will blow up. I mean, it's a little bit suggesting that he can change his appearance, his or her, it. Um, it's, it's interesting and it's, it's very complicated looking up the Leshy because it, all of the lore um, switches back and forth from the Britannica, which is, you know, the dictionary, and different D&D, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons okay. information. Yes. Um, so, so this I'm thing does exist. I'm only referring to what is found in 
in the dictionary. Okay, so this thing doesn't have much in the way of a backstory in real life. Is this a montage of, like, different stuff the writers came up with? Um, it, you know, it's it's comparable to what's in the show, but it's, it's also very different. It doesn't sound like they eat people. Like, um, does it take I mean, the form of, lucky? does it take the form of like, if I worship Spider-Man, Spider-Man's going to show up and try to eat me? No, no, not at all. Okay. Cause no, I'd love I, to see that happen like with like, changes, you know, like I'd love to see that happen with like, I don't know, Felicia Day or Jessica Rabbit or, um, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, no. Susan, somebody really I'm, hot that I'm attracted to. <laughs> Oh no, I'm so afraid of Dean Winchester. <laughs> um, so in Slavic mythology, it's being a forest spirit. It said that the damn it, I have pictures of like all the celebrities. A lot of the celebrities who've come on my show hanging above my bed. Is one of them going to crawl into my bed and try and eat me? Mel, <laughs> get out of my bed! <laughs> that pictures of Mel Heflin hanging up on my wall. <laughs> So it says that uh, the Leshy enjoys playing tricks on people and can be treacherous when angered. And it's seldom seen and its voice can be heard in the forest laughing, whistling, or singing. Huh. Which, okay, they're in a fake forest in this episode. <laughs> they yeah, don't go the anywhere near. Really they know, They never go to a forest in this episode, but there's the fake forest. You know, with the, the fake full of yeah, the wax museum, which means it's all fake. If there's no, there's no, um, you know what I mean? There's no, uh, there, it, it's not real. It's all it's all plastic trees and shit. Yeah. So I also looked up is the Leshy evil, and so because he's known to lead travelers astray and abduct children, apparently, um, which he shares with Chort or the Black One, which I believe is another pagan Slavic mythology. Deity. Uh is believed only by some to be evil. Others believe him to have like the temperament of a fairy, which is like trickster-ish. Does the real life lore say how to kill it if we need to, by the way? Because <laughs> it's based a lot of times, a lot of times these things that we talk about based on real life fiction, real life real life religion or history or lore mythology from whatever country they happen to come to. They're not expecting it to show up on your doorstep looking like Paris Hilton and to know how to kill it. Let's just say, you know what I mean? That cause let's face it. The, the silver bullet and the wooden stake is comes from Hollywood. So it doesn't say anything about killing Aleshi. I don't know if anyone has ever needed to, except for, like, in reference to the show Supernatural. But if it's similar to a fairy, then iron would make absolute sense in the Supernatural world. Okay. Yeah, but iron seems to be the go-to for everything. In in real-life lore, iron and fairies totally make sense, though. We'll get into some of the details about the Wax Museum in um, the next episode, which is going to be a giant House of Wax review. And we'll talk about house wax museums in the United States that happen to be near us. I know for damn certain, Mel Heflin in Japan, there is wax museums in Japan. They're very popular there. I don't think I've seen one. Oh, you need to look. <laughs> um, Madame Tussauds Wax Museum is probably the most famous one here. But we'll get into the history of wax museums and 
everything about wax museums. And we'll go into some of the detail about the wax museum in this episode. I didn't go into a lot of details other than the ones that came to life. Um, but I have a bunch of notes about, you know, some of the wax figures that we saw in the background. You know, you saw John Wayne and, you know, uh, John F. Kennedy and some of the other presidents. But we'll go into those details when we come back in a couple of weeks or a month or so, in about a month, with our House of Wax review, where we're going to talk about the movie House of Wax from beginning to end. And Paris Hilton. And a whole bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, related to the episode, because uh, this is a movie that is shared by both Paris Hilton and uh, and um, Jared Padalecki. Yay! And it's honestly, it's it's not bad. I I, I kind of enjoy it. I I was one of the naysayers of the movie years ago, but I've given it a uh, second. Uh, I decided to give it a second chance, and I do own it on Blu-ray from Screen Factory. It comes with a lot of bonus material. And do you know who the only actor in it who does interviews? Jared Padalecki? No, he's not on the bonus material at all for this movie unless it's archived older bonus material. The new interviews are done with Paris Hilton. Really? Yeah. She did up she did interviews for Screen Factory for this movie because she really likes this movie and she points out this is the movie my fans and anti-fans all wanted to see to see me get killed off. And that they threw huh. in there the thing about her character being pregnant prior to getting killed. She gets a poker, I think, jabbed right through her head. Yeah, right And she that. talks about the, the cast they made of her and how she was in it for one shot. And then she ducks down, they put the cast up, and then they do the scene. Um, but, uh, she talks about, you know, how everyone was really nice and everyone got along and there was, there's never any drama on set, you know, and, um, she knows the movie was, you know, kind of lackluster in its performance and she was aware of the old Vincent Price films. So we're definitely going to be watching, talking about the old Vincent Price movies as well, um, which are absolutely great. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you haven't had a chance, check out the Scream Factory release of House of Wax. Uh, I highly recommend it. It also stars Eliza Cuthbert, who at the time was hot on 24. She played uh, Jack Bauer's daughter. Ooh. And it's also a very different movie than the, the the original movie, House of Wax, which is a remake, by the way, of another House of Wax movie. So many remakes. And I also recommend checking out from Vestron Home Video, which I have my copy signed by... Um, uh, Zach Galligan, a.k.a. best known as Billy from Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Uh, oh, nice. The, um, the Wax Museum. Is that a remake? No, it's an original movie about a group of kids that go to a wax museum, and every one of the displays of the wax museum comes to life and starts killing the kids off one by one. Zach and his girlfriend escape, and they round up a posse of people to go back in and put an end to the wax museum. And like a bunch of like, like old it. World War II veterans like go with them that are being helped by his grandfather who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds awesome. It's literally like a cavalry kind of like charge kind of thing. And it's so much it. fun. They did a sequel. The sequel is okay, but it, it turns into a time travel movie within the Wax Museum and not as cool. So you kind of like go back in time to wherever the cheery pieces are. But the original Wax Museum movie has like a vampire scene, a bondage BDSM sexy as all fuck scene, werewolf scene, yeah. and, a, and like a mummy scene. Yeah, there's some seriously kinky stuff there. Like 
like this like like this girl whatever allows this guy to just like whip her or whatever and she's just like chained up and he's just like whipping her back and it's so hot <laughs> um i can't believe you've never seen this movie it's from the 1980s it's 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 very good the 1980s just came out with movie after movie after movie like every day of incredible movie it's hard to see them all um but uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that Mel needs to watch it. She also, of course, has to watch House of Wax, and she has to watch uh, the original House of Wax in 3D with Vincent Price, and she also has to watch uh, the uh, Terror of the House of Wax. <laughs> so she has, she has four. So, so Mel, Mel Heflin has four movies to do homework on prior to the next time we record. Oh, and you can find us on Supernatural Creatures and Lore on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and our website, wherever you find our podcast. We also have a group. forgot to mention the last episode. We have a group. A lot of people have been joining the group lately, which is a lot of people have been joining the group lately, which is very odd. I keep seeing like six or seven people joining. So that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like some people don't realize that we have a podcast. Yes, and I'm making a point. Every time they join, we have this is a podcast group, not just a group to talk about whatever. So uh, join the group, but don't that's forget this show. is a podcast. Leave comments on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Send us an email. Contact us on iTunes, or sorry, contact contact us on Twitter at Christy Sav or at, at Mel Heflin. Um, Mel is got a bunch of new audiobooks out. Where can people find your audiobooks? Yes. Um, all you got to do is go to Amazon and Google Mel Heflin, and, and we'll you'll be, find audiobooks. And we'll be back in uh, about a month or so with our giant House of Wax review here on Supernatural Creatures in Lore. In the shadows you can hear the sound The rumble